Hello, and welcome to our Lighthouse podcast. We hope that this message brings inspiration and intent to your day. Today, uh, we are going to be getting into our series, You Can Always Count on God. And today, I am talking about Because He Loves People, what a massive topic to talk about. But I, I really felt this week uh, during prayer and fasting, I hope you've been enjoying it and you're not feeling too hungry, but maybe hungry for the right things for the Spirit of God. Um, but during prayer and fasting, I've really felt God just remind me of His love again. And I, my prayer and my hope today is that you are reminded of how much God loves you. You're reminded of how much He uh, has for you in store and you are reminded of His plan for you. Uh, so before we begin, I always love a bit of interaction. I'm the, that's the kid's pastor coming out in me. So why don't you turn to the person next to you and uh, First thing that comes to your mind, ask them, what do you love? Okay, go. What do you love? All right, why don't you call some out? Get interactive with me. I saw a bit of hugging going on back there, and that was really lovely, a bit of love happening in here this morning. Maybe this is a space for you just to reconnect with your love while the kids are up in kids' church or connect with your friends. But what do you love? Shout it out. Oh, that's good. People, church, what else? Chocolate, coffee. God, well done. Rainbows? Did I hear rainbows? Chicos? Marvel, my goodness, I love this. This is great. This is getting very interactive. Good. Chicos. We have some new people to Wollongong, and if you haven't been to Chicos yet, You need to go to Chico's. You will learn the love of Chico's. All right. So there is a lot of things that we can love, isn't there? We use that word love a lot. I can love my kids, but I can also love the new coat I just bought. I can love my husband, Andy, but I also love a good coffee. And I don't know about you, but maybe you've been thinking this week about all the food that you really love as we've been doing prayer and fasting, and you're really looking forward to, to that, your favorite meal or that food that you just love. We can use that word love a lot for a lot of different things. We have one word in English that means love, and we can use it as both a feeling and an action. In English, we just have that one word, whereas today we're going to explore this idea of ahave love. Can everyone say ahave? Ahave. It's a Hebrew word, and in Hebrew, they have a lot of different words for love. There might be a word for love that means um, a feeling. There's a word for love that means friendship. There's a word for love that means you're longing for someone. And then there is this ahave love. Now, the Ahave love is a deeper, wider, stronger love that goes to the soul level. It's got the staying power. It's love that has commitment. And today we are going to be talking about this Ahave love that God has for people. It's a love that goes beyond just a feeling, but it's a love of God's action for us, a love for God's a love that God has for people that goes wider and higher and stronger and deeper, a love that is committed to us. And we're going to look at how God expresses this Ahave love through a few different parts in Scripture. Ahave love as God the Creator, as God who had a plan in place for us, the planner, and God who empowers us. So shall we get into it? I'm going to pray for us today and then let's get into it. God, I just thank you for your love. 
I thank you that it is is a love that is committed to each person here today. And God, I pray that um, it's not my words today that are heard, but it is your words. I pray your words speak directly to people's hearts and minds and souls this morning, God. And may you remind them of your deep, committed love for them and what it means for your plan for people moving forward. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we wouldn't, it wouldn't be um, a, a, a sermon about love if I didn't share a few love stories. So who wants to hear a love story? <laughs> You're not in all of them, so just watch out. <laughs> For all the creatives out there, I want to ask, first of all, have you ever created something that you're really proud of that you love? We might have people out there that are other artists, or I've, um, I've seen a lot of people going to these paint workshops lately. There's one at the Woolshed coming up I'm really keen for, but you might have got back to a love of something that you used to do and be really proud of something you've created in an artwork or it's that knitting season. People come out proud of their their new uh, beanies that they've knitted or it might be that you love to do a woodwork or steelwork or you love to cook for people or maybe you love to make music. My love story starts with a love of music. Andy loves to create music. He's a creative. And uh, back when we first started dating, actually, I think about two weeks into it, I went away on a holiday and Andy would ring me every night and would chat about the day. And uh, about a week into my trip away, he said, Elise, I've wrote a song for you. Uh, There was love just there. There's a tip out there. Just write a song for a girl and you'll have their love. And so Andy wrote this song for me. He played to me over the phone, singing it to me and he had my heart. Uh, but not only that song, he's, he wrote a few songs during our dating period. There hasn't been any for a while, though. Maybe we need to get some <laughs> But Andy actually created, he wrote the song that I walked down the aisle to. Uh, this, was a, this was a surprise. He composed it and our friends um, played it for me. And when I worked, walked down the aisle, it was the first time I heard the song. It was very uh, romantic. Uh, but I oh, know, good one, Andy. <laughs> There is a a love to create things and to create things for people that we love. Um, And God, the ultimate creator, he didn't have ingredients like for cooking or notes that we have for music or woodwork. He didn't have any of those ingredients to start with. God actually created out of nothing. And God created something beautiful that he loved. He created just out of love because he loved us. He was the ultimate creative In chapter one, you can read about this creation process. We won't read it all today, but go back and have a look at it. It is a beautiful process. Each day God creates, and at the end he says, it is good. Each day it is good, it is good, it is good. God had this beautiful creation process just for us in mind. And we get to day six and we see the ultimate creation that he makes. His masterpiece was his creation of humankind his creation of people. So we're going to go to Genesis chapter 2. If you have a device or you have your Bible, it's going to come up on the screen. I'm going to start at chapter 4. And we're going to skip a little bit through it because it's quite long. But um, I just believe that God is going to reveal to us again his love for people as we read about his creation process. So this is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and heavens. Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth and no plant had yet sprung up from the ground. Um, God had not sent rain on the earth and there was no one to work the ground, but streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. 
We're going to jump to 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. And the Lord commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. There is our first negative word in the Bible, not good. It was not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a suitable helper. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and he closed it up in place of flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and he brought her to the man. And here's the first love song of the Bible. The man said, this is now the bone of my bones and the flesh of my flesh. And she will be called woman for she was taken out of man. This is why a man leaves his mother, his father and his mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh the beginning of creation of man. There's so much in this chapter that God speaks about his love for people. I love it. God created man in his image. It says that he gathered the dust of the ground and he breathed his life into man. We were created with the breath of God. Unique to anything else he had created so far, he created man in his image with the breath of life. We also see that it says that man was created with a purpose. A humankind was created with a purpose. Uh, He commanded Adam, he said, to look after the earth and subdue it. God created man to have a purpose. So he created us in his image. He created us to have a purpose. And the third thing, God created mankind to live in partnership. You know, creation each day had a pattern. It was good, it was good, it was good. And did you hear it? It was not good for man to be alone. So a helper was made. Now, this Hebrew word helper actually means partner. God made for us to be in partnership together. We were equals. We were created to be in partnership together, mankind. And God said it was very good. He loves what he had created. Created us in his image, created us for a purpose, and created us to be in partnership together. From the very beginning of time, we see God's committed, ahave love for people, I love it. Beautiful scripture. You might know it already, but it's one just to stop and just to meditate on and to remember that we were created in the image of God. We were created from the very beginning of time with love and for love. So do you remember your first love? Who out there remembers their first love? Mm, Take a moment. Oh, good Sally. Have to get that story later. Well, my first love actually wasn't Andy Flaherty. My first love was back in year five, 10-year-old Elise, and his name was Tig Stevens. What a name, Tig, I know. He was handsome, he was fast, he was funny, he was charming. Fast was a big thing back then, like who's the fastest boy, right? He was fast. And uh, we used to spend our lunch times chasing each other because he was really fast, playing hide and seek and tiff. And we would ride next to each other on the bus to school excursions. And he would bring his mum's jewellery in for me. And we would write notes to each other in class. Tig was my first love. But Tig didn't have that committed Ahave love for me. Actually, when he realised that the football season had begun and the boys were all playing football at lunchtime, Tig no longer wanted to run around with me. He wanted to be playing football with the boys. He didn't have this same committed love for me. 
my heart was broken, but there was a better plan for me. <laughs> Andy Flaherty was coming. And if I had stayed in that love story of Ty, we would have never been united together. <laughs> It's a bit of a joke, but God has more than a romantic love for us. You know, God has a deeply committed love for us. And he's always committed to the bigger picture, the bigger story for us. In chapter two, tragedy, sorry, chapter three, tragedy tragedy enters that beautiful garden of Eden that we saw. We see for the very first time that 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 love is put to a test. So we, uh, if you want to have a look at it during the week, chapter three, we're going to pick up just a part of it. But in that chapter two, we read about how God put Adam and Eve in the garden and he told them that they could eat anything from the garden but the fruit of one tree. And a tricky snake serpent comes in and tells them, tells Eve, this fruit is okay, you should try it and let's see what happens. Chapter three. When the woman saw the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and she ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then their eyes of both of them were open and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day and they hid from the Lord among the trees. And the Lord called out to them, where are you? Adam and Eve were given a choice, weren't they? They were asked to trust in God. Yet we see that for the very first time, humankind broke that trust. They broke that that committed love that God had. They took what they thought that they deserved. They felt shame and they hid from God and they had to deal with the consequences You know what happens, they were sent out of the garden and we can read on to hear what actually the consequences were for for men and for women. But God's plan wasn't over for them. God's plan wasn't over for mankind. Although we have to deal with the pain of our choices, just like Adam and Eve had to, God in his ultimate Ahave love for humankind had a plan that involved us to choose him to trust in the bigger picture And we know all through the Old Testament, there's story after story after story of God using broken people and pointing them back to him. And we see this idea of a saviour that was coming, the Messiah who was going to come, prophecy of a a saviour that was going to come and and help his people. This was God's story of his committed love right through the Bible coming after mankind. He loves people so much. He had a bigger plan and a bigger picture for them. And if we read 1 John, I love it, it teaches us perfectly. 1 John chapter 4 verse 7, it said, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. And that's that ahave love that is in scripture, that Hebrew word, that he loved us. He was committed to us and he sent his son as a sacrifice to take our way as our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. Ah, take a moment just there. God's love is made full in us, his full expression through us, through people. This is true love, true Ahave love. He's committed to us. He's committed to you. 
We can always count on God because he loves people and he has a bigger picture in mind for you. From the very beginning of time, God had you in mind. The best way I can understand this Ahave love is the love of a parent. I'm not sure of you out there as a parent, but you can go from loving a child so much, even when they're having a tantrum on the floor in Kmart, kicking you and saying, I want that toy. This was just yesterday. <laughs> to last night when he's cuddled up on your lap and whispering to you how much he loves you and holding your hand. It's the love of a parent that sees your child up on the dance stage and just wants to brag to everyone through the week about how amazing they are. It's the parent that gets the school report card and just treasures the words that are spoken about your child. It's the parent that prays for them every night and speaks those words over them. You are creative. You are kind. You are bold. You are strong. God, the God that loves us so much, I believe the, the best way I can understand it is as a parent, as I see my child and I'm committed to them and I pray for them and I speak words of love over them, but I also speak into their future and their potential. And I believe that God wants to do just to remind us of that today. Remind us of that love that, yes, he loved us from the beginning of time. Yes, he had a rescue plan in store for us, but actually he speaks into our potential and into our future. Do you know that God's plan for restoration for the world actually becomes whole in us? We become part of the story, the new creation. Isn't that amazing? We get to be part of healing this broken world. We can we get to choose that yes, we get the same thing that Adam and Eve, we get a choice. When we choose to love God and we trust in his plans for us, it says we become a new creation in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone and the new is here. Although this is from God who reconciled us to himself and through Christ gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he committed to the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God was making his appeal through us. We are part of God's plan to bring wholeness, to bring reconciliation to a broken and hurting world. We get to become that new creation that God is walking forward in this earth today. You know, this week, uh, the statistics came out from the census, and uh, you might have read them, or this might be the first time you hear them, but it wasn't so crash hot for where Christianity is going in Australia. The statistics actually show that um, Christian, that an Australian who identifies as a Christian has dropped to below half for the very first time. Actually, 44% of Australians identify as Christians, which has dropped from 52% in 2016. I know how you feel when you hear that statistic, a little bit sad perhaps, but I feel that there is a job for us to do. There is something that has been put on our life and we get to be empowered in healing this broken world that we're a part of. We have important work to do in restoring God's love for humankind. That Ahave love, that Hebrew word is again seen in, uh, in Mark when, when the greatest commandment is talked about. And God says, love God with all your heart and love others as yourself. It's that Ahave love again, a deep commitment. It's not just... Uh, do something nice for someone. It's a commitment to people, to the people that God has put in your life, a loyal love. God is going to use His story to carry out His plan for love for the world when we choose Him and we choose to love the people that God has put around us. 
So what does this love look like when we think about this Ahave love, this love for people? What does it look like for us? Believe God's asking you today to show that same commitment of love to your family, to your friendships, to your marriage, to your workplace, to your business, to your finances, a deep commitment to what God has put in your hands right now. Imagine the world and how it will change when we see people living out a deep love for the things that God has put right in front of us. That's the easy part, right? But what about a deep love for others despite their opinion and their culture, their background? We see that NADOC week media at the start. What does it look like to really want to see restoration of people in Australia as well walked out? It is a deep love to the commitment of things that God's already put in your life. I believe that God has made you unique and there's a mission that only you can do moving forward. You've got a mission of your workplace. You've got a mission of the gifts and talents. You've got a mission in the strengths that God's given you. You've got a mission of the finances that God has given you. As we walk forward in a committed love, we're going to say, I trust you, God, with these. Use these, God, use me, God, to walk out restoration in the world around us. I love it because when I come here, I see that Ahave love in action in our people. I see an Ahave kind of love when I see Ash take our kids upstairs and teach them what it is to love God and to empower them and who they have created, been created to be. I see it when our women get together every Thursday morning and they pray over our church and they pray over our people. That is in a harvest, in a committed love. I see it when I see, you know, our youth team. I see Darcy, I saw him somewhere earlier, Darcy and, and Gareth. And I see our youth team spend Friday nights after a whole week of work, come together and want to speak life and love into the next generation. I see it when I see dads like Levi, you know, loving their family with commitment. That is different to the world around us. They love their family, speak life, want to spend time with their children. That is an Ahave love that we get to see walked out on this earth. I see it when I see people with business like the Costis, honouring God with their finances and what He's given them. I see an Ahave love when they passionately work in the business that God has for them and, and make a difference in the community. I see it in our chaplains that sit beside people from whatever walks of life, just like Glenn was saying. I see in Ahave love when people stop and listen and care for a community out there that doesn't know God. I see it in our educators. I see it in our business people, in our nurses, in our healthcare workers. I see Ahave love as we walk in the mission that God has for us. The full expression of God is seen when we choose to love and we choose to trust in God to move us forward. We can always count on God because He loves deeply. So will you trust in God's love for you? Will you choose to trust in God's plan for you? And will you choose to trust that He's going to empower you to walk it out on the earth today? So we're going to take a moment. I want you just to reflect I believe that God was asking us today, what is it that we need to trust Him again? What is it that we need to recommit to Him again? Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it is your your, uh, marriage. Maybe it is a friendship. Maybe it's it's the business that you're having trouble with. What do you need to recommit to God? I believe He's going to speak into each person here today. So why don't you stand? Let's take a moment. God, what 
am I going to re-trust to you this morning? Thank you for listening. Please connect with us at adifferentlight.com.au or join us at one of our Sunday gatherings.